Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling night at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. In this recording, Jen Singer shares a story about what happens when you're desperate to find a hotel. All right, awesome. All the people I paid to show up are here, so thanks. That's great. Uh, I, yes, I was on Undercover Boss twice, uh, and I travel for work as, ultimately as a result of that. And I travel a lot for work, uh, and this, uh, so picture it, Detroit Airport, 2012, and I am trying to get to a flight that's going to take me from there back here, uh, and which is fantastic about Detroit. I can get a one-way flight from here to there and back again on no layovers like that in Anybody that travels at all doing anything airline-wise, you get a direct flight, and it's like a friggin' bonus. So as I'm flying to the airport to catch my flight after a class that I had done, um, (laughs) I can see the clouds in the sky are blacker than black, and it looks like ultimate bullshittery is about ready to happen. It just wasn't (laughs) happening yet at this point, Uh, but it was pending. It was going to happen. So I finally get to the airport, get through security, get like a very, very quick bite to eat, and... um, get to the gate and everything, you know, I've got my little Delta app and so I'm checking it to make sure like it's not canceling my flight or anything and it's not, like everything's on time, on time, on time, yes, awesome. Get on the plane and uh, the flight attendant is, you know, putting the smack town on everybody, you know, turn your phones off, all this stuff and uh, we finally start taxiing our way around to take off and, you know, we're one of, oh shit, there were so many airplanes ahead of us and behind us and we're playing, you know, shuffle with all the runways we were getting redirected to because the storm was just the way it was circling around it wasn't officially raining yet but you could see the thunder and the lightning and you knew that like it was going to be a pretty fucked up ride uh and just the, as soon as they could start serving alcohol like you were ready to want to start like pounding it because it was going to be that kind of flight uh, but we're too busy playing runway tag because they're just rerouting us everywhere. And, the, you know, the pilot's trying to keep us up to date, letting us know, like, you know, this is what's happening. This is why we're doing this sort of thing. Uh, and he even, like, shuts down one of the engines to try to conserve gas. If you're just on the ground for too long and, and all this shit, then you've got to go back and you've got to refuel and all this bullcrap stuff. The, the stuff that I don't give a shit about, like, I care about the plane going up in the air and going this way so that I can come back home. It's, like, whatever you need to do. So uh, finally he gives up, and he's like, I'm sorry, we've got to go back to the gate. Uh, We've been taxiing around too long. I've gone low enough on fuel that technically I'm not allowed to take off right now. And there's a rule that if you're in a plane and you're not actually in the air for something, I don't, it's however long a time, they technically have to take you back to the gate so you can stretch your legs. So we go back to the gate so I can stretch my legs. Uh, Me, just me. Nobody else is allowed to get off the plane. (laughs) I've got long legs, so it was just me. It was all about me. So we get there, and they're like, you know, just take your stuff out of the overhead. Your stuff underneath the plane is staying because we're not actually going to stay, you know, here long. So don't go far. Just take your shit and just don't fucking go far. So we all, like, go out into the gate area, and we're just hanging around, like, expecting for us to, you know, reboard fairly quickly. And they just had to refuel, redo maintenance checks, and, and all this stuff. So... Fairly quick turnaround is what we think. Yeah, well, 45 minutes, hour later, finally we get the okay that we can, we can board again. So we all get back on the plane, and, you know, I'm checking my app, and a couple other people are checking their app, because Delta, again, will keep updating you and letting you know what's going on, what's going on, what's going on. And, and we're just sitting there. We're not doing anything. We're just sitting on the plane, and it's like, okay, the app keeps showing that it's a delayed flight, and it keeps calculating, now we're going to take off here. Now we're going to take off here. 
and so I'm looking out the window and I start seeing the little ground people start getting all the luggage off the bottom of the plane and I'm like, oh fuck, <laughs> this, this cannot be good if they're doing this. The, the Delta app is saying everything's okay but the ground people are taking all the shit off the plane. So finally, uh, the pilot comes back on. He's like, yeah, um, sorry, you're, we're done for the night. Delta's canceled the flight. We're, we're done. So, uh, you know, I've, leading up to this point, I, I had traveled quite a bit uh, via air. Uh, and I've had canceled flights before, but I've never had a canceled flight to the point where you're just fucked for the night. And it's like, all right, wh- what do I do now? Um, so as you're getting off the plane, uh, the flight attendants are like, you know, go see the gatekeepers. The gatekeepers are your ticket to whatever's going to happen for the rest of your night tonight. So I file my way through to find the gatekeeper who was, that bitch was of no help whatsoever. Basically, it was you could either sleep in the farted up seat in the airport or find yourself a hotel for the night, but be back here at 6.30 a.m. because that's when your flight's going to take off again. And I'm like, (laughs) thanks for your help. Uh, so I get on my phone and I start looking up hotels that are relatively close to the airport that I can just grab a taxi and go get myself to a hotel. Uh, and so pull up the very first hotel. I hit the 1-800 number underneath it. And uh, by now, to give you a time frame, my, my night started with this around 8.30 at night. Uh, and now I'm at 11.30 at night. So pretty large amount of time has already transpired by. Like By the time all this bullshit was happening, I should have already been here. It's not that long of a flight from Detroit. Um, So call the number, the 1-800 number to the hotel, and I'm on the phone, and a person answers and says, hello, how can I help you today? And I'm like, hello, my flight was canceled, so I would really love for you to get me a room if you've got one. And they're like, well, who are you trying to book with? I'm like, I don't don't know. I just dialed your number. He's like, oh, well, this is hotels.com. I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, help me. I just I want a room for the night. Like, and so here's where I am, and here's where I would like to get a room. And they have, uh, in, in you know, which all airports relatively have this, uh, but they they call it hotel row. And hotel row is um, well, sort of like Skid Row, except that it's hotels, uh, and it's right outside of the airport. And we're in Detroit, so I mean, yeah, I guess technically it is Skid Row. Uh, so, uh, and I was like, I just get me a hotel that's relatively close to the airport. I don't care which one you set me up, and I just want a room for the night. And they're like, okay. And so they find the first one, and they're like, we have uh, whatever the name of the hotel was. Uh, this is how much it's going to cost. And I'm like, you know, okay, great. I've got an Amex, so let's go to town. Go ahead, do what you got to do. So he books it, gives me the confirmation, uh, and I pay for it directly through hotels.com. I find my way out of the airport to where all the taxis and stuff are, and there's the metro cab, which is not quite a taxi, but it's not a limo either. It's that nice in-between where you don't feel like you're sitting in somebody else's farted-up seat from the previous ride. And, uh, and he was like, don't use us, use the shuttles, because we have a minimum amount of money that you've got to pay us for like the two-mile ride it takes you to get to Hotel Row. And you can just walk the eight-mile. Uh, see what I did there? Detroit? Yeah, Okay. <laughs> You can walk down to where all the shuttles are and grab a shuttle for free. And so I, you know, it's now like, what, 11.45, 11.50, somewhere, and I'm trudging through, you know, it's, you're outside technically, although it's covered, it's, and it's cold. Uh, so I'm walking down the eight mile to get to where all the shuttles are, and uh, I get there, and there's mm, roughly 40 different shuttles, it looks like, just all hanging out. And so I'm looking for the hotel that I've been set up in, and I swear to God, of all those fucking shuttles, mine was not one of them. And they've got that phone bank where it's like you, you, for courtesy shuttles and shit like that. And so I call my hotel 
uh, that I'm getting set up in and nobody answers the fucking phone. And I'm like, fuck this. So eight mile back down to Metro cab. And I'm like, I don't care what your minimum is just by, you know, I could have been there by now if I wouldn't have done that. And so he was like, yeah, okay. So he, he takes me over to the hotel drops me off and we're like we're right about at midnight at this point maybe just a little bit after and so to reset the scene remember it was thunder lightning little bit of rain at this point but it wasn't chaos at this point it was chaos enough that the plane couldn't go in the air but not enough to where it gets better it's the bullshit really I'm escalating this story as best I can for you so get to the hotel I walk in and uh, there's a woman standing on the phone and I'm like where the fuck were you like 15 minutes ago I just fucking tried to call you now of course she can't help me because she's on the phone uh, so finally she you know asked asked me my name and I give her my name and she's like oh you don't have a reservation I'm like yes I do here's my confirmation and she's looking and she's like oh I'm sorry you're like the second third person that's come in here from hotels.com and we haven't had a room available for hours now and I'm like uh, so what are you telling me? She's like, I'm so sorry, but you don't have a room here tonight. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to sleep on your couch. She's like, yeah, you know, you're not going to do that either. I'm like, all right, so what do you want me to do then? She's like, you're welcome to try the other hotels in Hotel Row. And I'm like, oh, good. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fucking fun. So I get back on the phone with Hotels.com, and I'm like, you stupid bitches, what are you doing? You're fucking with a lot of people tonight that are tired, and, you know, it's bullshit. And so they're arguing with me that they actually did have a room, and I'm like, I'd be in it right now if you actually set me up in a room, and you, you didn't. So as I'm talking to them on the phone and it's thunder and it's lightning because that's the best thing to do when it's thunder and lightning you should definitely plaster a cell phone to your face because that you know safety first so walk into a different hotel I walk in and I'm like please do you have a room and she's like no I'm so sorry we don't have a room Uh, but I heard that uh, the Holiday Inn down the other way does still and so I okay and so I have a, a backpack actually in my computer bag with me thank god I didn't have my roller with me but so you know I sling it back on and I'm walking past the original one you know giving them the big old fingers I'm walking past that one and I, I'm still on the phone with hotels.com because they're still actually arguing with me that they shouldn't refund the money that they've already taken off my Amex um, and to give you an idea hotel row the hotels in hotel row instead of them being tall uh, they're longer. So the, it, to say that it's just a block away or two blocks away is you've got to walk by quite a few hotels to get to where you're ultimately going. And so from where I was to where Holiday Inn was, uh, was m- several, several different hotels in, in, in between all of that. So it was a long walk. So as I'm getting past my original Middle Finger ho- Hotel, I, I can see the Holiday Inn, but the roadway in is separating me from ultimate destination. And I decide I'm going to go ahead and take a shortcut. And so I start walking along the chain link fence that's separating the roadway in from the Holiday Inn. And I even ask, like, what may have been a homeless lady. I'm not sure. She was just sitting there randomly. I don't know. Uh, and I was like, hey, does, does this chain link fence open up at any point in the back? And she was like, yes, it does. And so I keep trucking down all the way to the back end of the fence. That lion bitch, it, it never opened up. <laughs> and so then I'm like, well, fuck. You know, now I got to walk. All, I can either, okay, I either have to walk all the way back and around again. And it's like still thundering and lightning. And now the wind's picking up and it's imminent that bullshit's about to happen. And so I'm like, all right, I can do this. I'm just going to climb the fucking fence. 
I used to be, I wanted to be a cop a long time ago. I'm in my almost 40s at this point, and this was back when I was like 19, and I actually was in shape to want to be a cop. So I was like, fuck this shit. I can climb a fence. It's, I'm almost six foot, and this fence was only a little bit taller than me. And so I hoist my ass up the fence, and I get to the top, and I'm like, fuck, I can't do it. Shit, I can't do it. I can't do it. So I retreat, and I'm like completely defeated. I've got stigmata at this point from little things happening. <laughs> Couldn't do it. So I start walking back down the chain link fence and I was going to beat the shit out of the almost maybe could have been homeless lady. Uh, And I see part of the fence is actually separated. Little pointy things that gave me stigmata were actually broken away from the support bar in this one section of fence. And I'm like, oh, well, that's what prevented me. Well, that's what I was telling myself. That's what prevented me from getting over the fence. It wasn't the fact that I'm way out of shape and shouldn't have been even trying this. But uh, so I I, I commit, I take my backpack off I take my computer bag and it goes over the fence Uh, yes exactly I'm in I'm in I'm gonna do this so I start climbing up this fence and I get to the top and so I've got a tree right behind me and the wind's blowing all nasty crazy so I've got tree branches like you know in my head I've you know thunder and the lightning and so I grab onto the bar and I get to the top and I'm like fucking put a leg over it. God, just do it. And so I sling my leg over the top of this fence, scrape the inside of my leg, and I'm actually, for effect, the same pumas I wore that night are the pumas I'm wearing for you all tonight. Here you are. Thank you. Uh, and so, and these were brand new at this point, and you don't fuck with my pumas. Like, I just... So right now this fence was fucking with my pumas because now I got blood streaming down my leg into my sock, which is going into my puma. I've got stigmata from the original fence incident. And so now I've got one leg slung over and I'm teetering. There's branches banging into the back of my head and I'm like, okay, the other leg has got to do something here. And sling my leg over and I end up, my cat-like reflexes were incredible. I somehow land on my fucking feet on the other side of the fence. And it was one of those, I stood up, Rocky music started playing in the background. Explosions were coming up behind me and it was that slow-mo, fuck you fence. So walk, you know, grab my stuff and I walk and I'm like, oh fuck, I'm not even at the front of the Holiday Inn. I still have to walk all the way around to the front of the building. And so I'm like, okay, that's fine. And so I get get on my, my backpack, I get my bag, <sighs> finally it lets go, rain, it wind, it, it could have been a fucking tornado, it was so windy, and I'm like, oh shit, and so I start running until I was about 10 steps in when I realized I don't run, <laughs> so I stopped, <laughs> and just took the brunt of the bullshit weather that finally fucking caught up to it, and I finally make it around to the front of the building, I am drowned fucking rat, stigmata, blood into my pumas, walk in the front door, there's a lovely couple checking in right ahead of me, because I'm sure that their flight was canceled too, Uh, and uh, they finish, and I kind of, you know, walk up, very defeated looking, because now I am defeated, because of the, I'm soaked, soaked, like doesn't even begin to describe how fucked up this was, Uh, and I walk up, and the guy, he's, you know, click, 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 and then he looks at me and says, oh my God, are you okay? And I'm like, like, just tell me that you have a room. And he's like, yes, we have a room for you. So the cold hard fact is that travel sometimes sucks ass. But 
believe in yourself because sometimes you have to hop a fence and you can do it even when you're not 19 anymore. So thank you very much. If you'd like to come out and tell a story like this one or just see the show live, visit tellmemorelive.org. That's tellmemorelive.org, where you'll find a list of upcoming shows, submission and contact forms, and more Storyteller podcasts. Until next time, thanks for listening to Tell Me More Live.